Any any good uh, Rite Aid security stories that should tell you? Oh, <laughs> Dude, uh, when I was young, one of my first introductions to Mardi Gras actually was accompanying my grandmother on one of her security shifts at Rite Aid. And uh, the people were a big fan of me, you know, because I'm just a little kid at Rite Aid. They're like, what are you doing here? You know, me, I'm a smart ass. Well, I work here. You know, I'm like five. <laughs> And they're drunk as hell, so they can't tell the difference. They don't know what's going on. They're like, oh, bet. Well, can I set my drink right here? You watch it for me? Sure thing. They hand me five bucks. This goes on all night. I'm telling you, bro, for a five-year-old kid, walking down there, like, 80 bucks, bro, <laughs> from just drunk people be giving me, like, uh, what do you call it? Thanks a lot, dollar bills, you know what I'm saying? It was awesome. It was awesome. And I remember I would literally wait until I got enough money. I'll be like, yes, it's time. And then I'll walk over to the rallies across the street from the right end and buy myself some rallies fries as tribute for all of the hard work I was doing, watching their drinks and making sure they weren't getting roofied during Mardi Gras. Yeah. A real hero, right? Yeah, that's that's important stuff. (laughs) Started a a life of service at the age of five. Exactly. (laughs) The the only, like, viable career for someone that lives in this this place that is a very just extremely new orleans ass story <laughs> hey man i do it for the city because you know the city don't care about us <laughs> yeah i do it for the tourists because we all exist here in new orleans just to be a just to have some good hospitality for people with money dude i ran into i was downtown with uh our boys i know if you recall yeah i know yeah i was downtown with him and we ran to this Brazilian chick. Yeah, I'm, about to, I'm about to beep that now. Yeah. No last names. No names. No names. Actually, just beep that whole thing. No, Don't put him in the story at all. Yeah. If you can, just cut that out now. <laughs> I Just take that off the wax. Okay, I will. But anyways, I'm downtown and I ran into this Brazilian chick. And she's saying, uh, I don't, I, I, I've been visiting New Orleans, but I didn't like it. She's like, uh, you know, y'all have the, the women and the, the people peeing in the street and the vomiting and the, the women taking their tops off. And like, I, I've seen these things. We, we have all these things at Carnival. It's, just, it's the same. Why would I want to come to a whole other country to see same things go on? There's a lot less white women doing it in Brazil. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a different type of people doing the same thing. Yeah. She was not impressed at all. And I was telling her, she's like, yeah, I went down Bourbon Street. Like people told us. And I'm like, look. If you're a tourist and you're on Bourbon Street, you literally are, it's, you already fell in a trap. Like, that is designed for you to get caught. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm like, I hate to tell you, but your fault, you know? Maybe you could have found yourself a nice little low-key jazz bar or something. You could have strolled around Jackson Square. You could have met some of the psychics. Yeah. Get a psychic reading, come with me and my father, go to Mishu, watch football games in the swamp. That's real New Orleans, though. I don't. I'm not yeah. all this fucking boozing and stuff. We're over here making the best sausage you ever had, and we're watching the Saints. Exactly, game. exactly. I mean, real talk. The best thing to do in New Orleans is like come to a Saints game or a Pelicans game. Pelicans uh, game. For two different reasons, I disagree. For two, <laughs> I, it's completely uh, like polar opposite reasons. Because mm-hmm. Pelicans games, they're only really, really lit during the playoffs. We have no one in New Orleans really gives a shit about the Pelicans. They like basketball. So if there's a good team we're going up against, exactly. they'll come and see it. And the thing is, the Pelicans tickets are dirt cheap, though. You got to remember. Yeah, that. they cost, That's the best thing about us. I went so many times for under every time I went, besides the Chris Paul uh, playoffs, yeah. playoff series, 
run against the Spurs, everything else has been either free or under five dollars in the lower bowl. <laughs> and it's just like they give the tickets away. Yeah, bro. They score one twenty, you get some tacos. Like I never got that to happen to me. I won a I won somebody's shoe once. I just won a shoe. Like from one of the players? Yeah, it was like Tyson. I got one of Tyson Chandler's shoes, <laughs> and I had which is funny because you're probably one of the only people in the audience that might be able to fit it. Eventually, like at the time, I was like nine, and and I was like, okay, size seventeen. I'm gonna grow into this eventually, but like, that's fucking huge. <laughs> like, that's impossibly huge. Yeah. So I had to, I had to just give it to Goodwill, but I didn't even I couldn't even have. I had to still buy the other half. So no matter what, I will always have an extra half of shoe because I have to. Like, why would you give out a one shoe? Because they don't want you to sell it. It's supposed to be like a, a replica. Um, I wasn't going to sell it. It's you know? I wanted to wear it. It only exists to be sold if it's one shoe because some <laughs> other guy would want it. But, it but, uh, but, yeah, I just think the people in New Orleans just didn't give a fuck about basketball. I remember I went to so many games with Sam. It's during high school in general where there's no one's fucking there. Like, there's more people working the game than pe- actual fans <laughs> watching the game. Uh and then I went to one Saints game with my mother. We ended up like scoring some tickets some, mm-hmm. somehow. Uh, great. No, there were low seats, but there weren't great seats. We we're in the end zone. Ooh. Bad, not great seats. It's good when you're near the action. Yeah, but 75% of the time, you, you're, you're just literally. looking through binoculars, saying, What's <laughs> up, Drew Brees? I'm kind to see you. <laughs> I guess that's soon. But yeah, and it's just so fucking loud. Nothing, I don't know. It I went to one horrific. of the Pelicans games back the year Anthony Davis left when they were against the Warriors. I went to one of the games in that series. And boy, oh boy, did Steph Curry light us up. Yeah. <laughs> and Clay Thompson, too. It was crazy to see because, like, you know they're shooting from very, very far back. But, like, in real person, you can see this gigantic man. Because Steph Curry is a giant, don't forget. Yeah. People forget that just because he's, like, short compared to other people. That dude's huge. He's, like, 6'3". Yeah. Yeah. He's 6'3", and, like, he's, like, 2'10". You know what I'm saying? He's, like, a decently built guy. That's what he looks like. Then Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson's taller than you. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That dude is huge. Just, like, standing near the half-court line, just lacing it. It's insane to see. You know what I mean? I think KD was hurt at the time, though. It's unfortunate. He would have definitely been a cool guy to see. But I did see Andrew Wiggins threw down some big dunks. What's Andrew Wiggins? No, Harrison Barnes. Yeah. I get them confused. You know, they're pretty much the same guy. Hmm. <laughs> Play style-wise? It's odd because I never think of Harrison Barnes being athletic. But he really is. For some reason, I just don't think of it. Yeah, I think he, I'm just being He's an ultra-athletic guy. Yeah. I remember him doing on some nasty dunks in his time with the Mavs. And in college. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, sports, you trying to go to any games this season? Uh, I don't know. I've never been to a Saints game, actually. That might be interesting. Yeah, I'm not doing that with you. I was I was talking Pelicans or Baby oh, you, Cakes. Like, you want to go to one together? Yeah. Baby Cakes sounds good. I, the baseball team, right? Actually, is the season over? I don't know <laughs> what the minor league season is like. Yeah, me neither. But, yeah, Pelicans game, definitely doable. Definitely do so, it. you know, the Patreon pop off. We need just one patron. We could buy a ticket. Mm-hmm. One five dollar patron. We both can go. Um. Anyways, but speaking of fans and all this stuff, uh, we got a couple cool. I got a couple cool comments. Um, that I think we could really we could really uh, talk about here. One was a very positive one. Another one was quite troubling. So let me go to my uh my screen. <laughs> you got comments on the on the podcast. I got emails. I got emails. For people. Whom? 
people were listening to it. Because you just can't comment on the podcast sites most of the time. crazy. I never would have thought that. that was, it's all happening so fast. <laughs> so. Let's hear some of the feedback. No, no, you don't, you don't get to see it. You don't get to see it. Why you not? Don't, you don't get to see it. Let me read it to you. Let me read it to you. Don't look. <laughs> don't. All right. This guy here. Um, You stop looking. He says, I love you so much. I haven't killed myself because of your channel. Because your channel, God bless you and may you never lack or want for anything for the rest of your days. Oh, that was certainly about our podcast. Thank you so much, Jeffrey. Yeah, then he was the other ones, which I don't have a screenshot of. It was about this this guy, I'm not gonna say his name or anything. He was like in his 40s and he's just terrorized. He struggles with unique mental health, not anything like depression or. Any of those sort of things you like. Nondescript neurodivergence. Uh, he's a middle-aged black guy who wants to be a white teenage girl. Oh, my Lord. And he likes to hear, he likes to hear like some of the bits that I've done because he feels like I'm trying to transform myself into a different person. And he felt very seen by that. He felt heard. And Appreciate he, he, he felt... Uh, in a small way, that maybe one day he can be iconic and get what he wants. You know, I'm over here being the self-proclaimed superhead four, and he's over there one day trying to be a Kaylee or a Kayla or <laughs> you know, Kaylee with an E I G A. Yeah. Or Kaylee with a or an Ashley. E, you know, Ashley. So. I like it. I like it. But yeah, in terms of his specs, though, he's not starting off from the best specs. You know, six seven. 320 with a 7% body uh, fat percentage. Just like, 7%? Yeah, this guy is looking like uh, some, not even, not even a, like a football player. This is like a World Bodybuilding Federation type This guy looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger type. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he does, you know, he admits he's not doing, he had to go on testosterone placement as a teenager, got in a really bad car accident, but I don't think getting all this business. But yeah, I just wanted to shout out those people because uh, I think one day, there is going to the trans surgery and all that stuff is going to advance a certain way that when you're 65 years old, when you're an elder citizen, getting your two thousand dollars in food stamps, you say, hey, I want to spend my food stamps on being a white teenager. And then you can do it. So shout out to that guy. Congratulations, mate. Uh, I wrote like tw 20 things that we could talk about. One of the things I want to talk about was watching the Special Olympics last year. You watched uh, uh, with my mother, mm -hmm. uh, while being high, low low level high, <laughs> because my uncle was like he smokes a lot of weed, smokes weed every night before he goes to sleep, and I was over in San Antonio because of the hurricane last year. Uh, I pretty pretty. I was in Arkansas. You have family in Arkansas? Oh, uh, godmother, yeah, godmother. Uh, she used to live in Germany, but their family split up. So now, uh, you know, the kid gets to be like halftime in Germany, halftime not. Why am I saying this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's in that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, but I I was just I was just over there for like three weeks. There was like uh, so every for three weeks every night it would just be the dankest stank that you've ever like. Even though as a person who doesn't smoke weed, I could tell that this is some strong stuff. <laughs> um and. So I got the contact high a little bit. I got level one, maybe two. 
I got mm. the body high, little bit of the giggles. So maybe that's why what I'm about to say it was a lot more funny when it happened. We were watching Special Olympics. Uh, it was like the I don't know. It was a swimming one. I don't know what's called the go back and forth swimming one. Right. Uh. So, well, I didn't get about the Special Olympics. Blind people, uh, people missing limbs, every disability. They're all in. They all compete against each other. There's no divisions. <laughs> I just think I'm like joking, but like all that a Chinese blind girl and it was a person with one arm and one leg. And I was like, why? These are two different. Like, I could be blind and do a lot of stuff. I just need a, like a coach to yell, stop. And, they, and the blind people uh, for the for the swimming thing, they had like a coach that just say, uh, like they yell, stop or touch the wall. Because sometimes if you I mean, if you're not there, you're just going to bonk your head into the wall and crack your skull. Poor, Chinese, poor Chinese girl that night bonked her head on the side of the Olympic swimming pool. And it was just like me and my mom cringed pretty fucking hard. It was terrible to look no. at and i was rooting for the chinese girl she did win i think she did win but she <laughs> bumped her fucking skull pretty hard but anyways uh we were like my mom was talking about watching like the 84 olympics and uh not the 84 special olympics the, the regular olympics mm-hmm. and watching a diving contest and she was telling me uh it was like yeah there was a big controversy because you know 84 uh, the guy dived off. He bonked his head on the side of the pool, and he started bleeding everywhere. And they had to cancel the Olympics for a week because he had AIDS. And I, was, and I, she said in such a way that I could not stop laughing for fifteen minutes. <laughs> it was the. It's, to Is this, that a true story? It's a. It's a. Well, I mean, I don't. I haven't researched it since then, but I believe her. She's she not just wanted to make that stuff yeah. up. Uh, but yeah, it's probably to this day. It's probably the funniest thing I ever heard. I don't want to look it up because if it didn't happen, then that's just sad. that's just. Still very funny, but uh, that was the first time me getting high. It was like I couldn't just stop giggling. But again, that is the that is the funniest thing I ever heard. Have you ever gotten high before? Huh? Nah, I'm a super sober. Don't drink. Don't smoke. Don't have fun in life. Yeah, that's the that's that's the wave. In the words of uh, some some addicts, you know, I'm just living life raw. You know, I really want to have the sensation of getting like for like six months high, drinking all that stuff, and then go off of it and see like because uh, there actually a difference. Because they say like uh, the days feel a lot longer once you stop smoking and drinking all the time. And it's like I would love to feel how that that's it's sort of how. You have to like tear yourself down to put yourself better in a better position. Mm. Maybe, maybe I have to do that. Maybe I have to. I can reach full zen if I just like become an alcoholic. But you know, maybe I'm you wrong. You ever thought about living an ascetic life? I feel like it might suit a guy like you. Uh, Join a monastery. Problem is that, like, I don't know. I like video games and stuff. So <laughs> it's like there's just enough here that makes life bearable that I couldn't go full uh, ascetic. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, like, if it was, like, even 50 years ago, after they kill all the black revolutionaries, like, yeah, fuck this. I'm going Himalayan Mountains. <laughs> going to Tibet. Yeah. Uh, I might as well talk about this. Is like, my grandfather being a Black Panther and almost dying, getting his, being killed by the hands of the, the fascist American state. No way. He was a... Uh, so he was a part of like two groups, Black Panthers and some other fucking college group. 
and uh, just one they had a meeting one day. Was he a black nationalist? Uh, I mean, not in that sort of way, not in the racist sort of meaningless sort of way, but in the black people, like 90% of black people live in these six states. They, if you're not going to represent them in the government, let them have their own country sort of way. Okay. Uh, that's the origins of black. Go, go back to Libya. No, it's uh, what's it called? <laughs> Monrovia, Li- Liberia. Yeah. Liberia. Yeah. Liberia. I but think Libya was one of them, or maybe I'm making it up. Libya's North African has nothing. I mean, they're 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 Arab more than uh than than Negus. Ooh, yeah, N E G U S. You know what that spells? Spells king. King. Yep. Yeah. Realist Negus alive. Man, he that guy should win a Pulitzer. Kenji <clears throat> Lamar. Yeah. What a guy. Are you not a fan? No, I was editing some some stuff for the uh, for the page for one of the Patreon posts. So I went back through a old a bunch of old audio I recorded, and some that uh, we talked about like three years ago, uh, talking about Kendrick Lamar winning a Pulitzer for Damn, and I'm and I I thought that was stupid because it's like there's a lot of good lyrical rap albums before that that didn't oh i do remember that when i was telling you how he was the first rapper to win a pulitzer yeah and not making sense to be because mm-hmm. you're just like wait well what about all of these other rappers that could have won one yeah basically it was, he was established the precedent for that oh yeah but anyways there's this very notable uh notable shootout that happened like in towards the french quarter with the black panthers in the in the in local law enforcement and they killed like 20 people uh Oh, the cops or the black panthers? The cops. Dang it, bro. They got we couldn't no... outshoot them? Huh? We couldn't outshoot them? Uh, I mean, they, they returned fire, but I don't know how many cops they killed. They, didn't, they certainly didn't get 20 back. Ooh. But yeah. And I think after that, like a lot of people of that era, they just like became like regular ass liberals after that. It's like, yeah, I like my life. <laughs> I guess. I'm just going to focus on my- They don't like their life. They like being alive. Yeah, I'm gonna focus on my career and work for a racist company that keeps sending me to di- to work in different locations so I can never see my family, which is also something that my grandfather had to go through working for General Motors or whatever. Yeah. What was his profession? I don't really remember, but he was he was a he was a guy who was making a lot of money, and then he was like they still they kept fucking with him so much they was made he a him a teamster or something. No. Uh, yeah, that's pretty standard, like old guy making a lot of money jobs. I mean, yeah, but uh, he just he just quit and decided to become a, t- a public school teacher, going from making like eighty thousand dollars a year back in sixties money to going making dog dog food, <laughs> teaching some of. Not the- even gonna give it a number. Not even gonna justify <laughs> it. Just say it's dog food money. Yeah, it's enough money for you and your pet to live comfortably. In a one bedroom house. I, I <laughs> let me let me ask you this question. So I saw this on uh on a subreddit. Some it was on R slash NBA. Someone makes you this offer. You shoot twenty five threes, like a three point contest. Who me and you? Well, you. I ain't doing this. Why not? Uh, because I'm not good at shooting threes. If you make five or more, you get one million dollars. 
if you make four or less, you immediately get shot in the head. Do you take this off? <laughs> no. These are NBA threes? NBA threes. Hell no, dude. Anybody that says yes is like really overestimating themselves, probably. Five and five threes? That's pretty hard to pull off with 25 shots. They got players in the NBA that's not hitting 20%. It's yeah. like bold of me to even think that I could yeah. when I wasn't even hitting 20% in high school. Yeah. So I'm going to say no. I'm not trying to get my brains blown up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I can't do this. Maybe this is something that would happen in Karahoga. Maybe in the halftime show they have a, a fatal three-point contest. <laughs> hmm. They have two people. It's like a gladiator event, bro. They have two people have like play around the world. Loser gets his brains blown up. Winner gets to go back in the stands. Nice. No, not even an actual compensation for it. <laughs> no, you just get to feel cool for a night. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's a that's a good interesting thing right there. Uh, let's, let's think of gladiator, modern day gladiator, gladiator type shit. Because there are like dangerous game type shit that Arabs do, that mm. Saudis do. I'm sorry, it's not not all Arabs. Hashtag not all Arabs. Right. Uh, Remind me what what is something they have going on with dangerous like games? hunting people. Oh, like getting a, a a Sudanese child slave and hunting them, you know, for funsies. I don't know. I'd never heard of that. That's, that's, so I'm thinking we wow. need to make this public. It's I'm tired of rich rich fox getting all the fun, and let's let us get in on it. I'm so, with it. I'm with it. So what's an idea that we got? I don't know. I feel like the basketball one is pretty good. Football without helmets. <laughs> That's low hanging fruit, bro. They were doing that in the fifties, back when Coach Wally was out there kicking that toe. <laughs> the idea, Coach Wally fucking up shit. He sees one. He's a veteran <laughs> with his it. little with his little rubber helmet with the one strap under the chin. <laughs> no, I'm serious, bro. He saw. He showed us a picture of him with his little like leather helmet on, and I'm like, that's why Coach Wally is like this. Yeah, he does seem like a guy who has like a low level, P, uh, low low athletic PTSD. Yeah, a little CTE, from little s- little complex PTSD from getting like paddled by his superior. Yeah, and and seeing like teammates get their skull cracked just on a basic ass run. <laughs> <laughs> he dedicates that I write for read. Oh my lord! I was just about to get to that dude. <laughs> to I the write, guy that died on his team. I write forty four lead, bro. I, was, I literally weighed 130 pounds at this time. There's no way. There's no way we're doing I right 44 lead, dude. Where's the outside run? I need to get to the out. I need to get to the out of bounds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They were sending me straight up the middle, bro, like a torpedo. Yeah, it ain't right. <laughs> it ain't right. Fuck. Wouldn't I mean, dude, there's just one thing different did well. It's highlighting the one good player on a team each year. We're not even just D one, but like a good player on the team. Mm-hmm. They got to play defense, special teams, quarterback, running back, fullback, yeah. tight end. They got to get it done, bro. Every year I was there, there was somebody. That is the this is how you do things. I don't do it in college, unless you're like in the SEC or like a Big Ten or whatever. It's like, do they have many players playing two positions in college? I feel like that's on the lower that. rung stuff. Yeah, there's people. I mean, it's in the NFL, too, if you count kick returner and wide receiver as well. No, that's not the same. But there are people who, like, more frequently will be a tight end and will also be a third down running back, like a goal line running back, while also being a defensive end. Yeah, and, like, blocking on kicks. Yeah. I see what you mean. But I wouldn't count special teams, though, because 
like historically, the special teams unit has been comprised of like wide the skills positions. You know what I'm saying? Not say skills, the, but like uh, the non-returners are usually people who are technically different uh, other position, but they never play. They never start. Exactly. You know, exactly. It'll be like your second string skills players. Yeah. Yeah, and the kick returner is just some crazy fast guy. Like how the Broncos literally signed a track star from the NCAA, Justin Holiday. Yeah. Huge. Uh, football. Huge it always uh, reminds me of my father. My father was trying to get back in my life lately. I don't know about you. It's your father. But I always find it annoying because they always come back with that first text like, man, I know I've been bad to you, man. I wish I could have done more. And I'm like, dude, I'm 23. <laughs> or am I 22 or whatever? I Like, it's it's, it's done. It's fine. We it's let, over. It's, we we made mean, it. We made it through. Kind of. I went through that a little bit, but uh, there's a time where we like tried to reconcile, or I tried to reconcile him, didn't work, and uh, it's just been cold freeze ever since. I don't answer none of the texts, the calls. I don't talk to my brothers anymore as a result. So you know, it's whatever. I don't know. It's just something something about that's just been on my mind because I like I feel like. Uh, like what? What is supposed to be the end goal of this? Like I, I think about this with every family relationship. It's like, why, like being forced to do stuff with my family, like as a late teenager and an early twenty year old. It's like we don't like each other. Like we don't love each other. Not talking about my father. My father very much loves me, and I like him. Um, but my other family. Dang, that was real. <laughs> <laughs> boy, <laughs> boy. My father loves me, and I like him. <laughs> With the with the other people in my family, like there's just nothing there. You like you just, you like. What about the, your I, mom and your sister? I'm not counting them because they're like nuclear family. So because I talk to them all the time. It's yeah, like, you have no reason not to love them. Actually, yeah. Um, I mean, there's reasons. But, Whoa, <laughs> um, Dang, bro! What did your sister do? Uh, let me show you my Pokemon card collection. Like half of it, half of it has like drawings on it because my sister. Uh, lobbied my mother to say, why he get to have all the Pokemon cards? I want Pokemon cards too. And so my mom, not having a lot of money at the time, was like, okay, Mark, you got to share. I'm not going to buy more. You got to share yours. 50-50. <laughs> so she she drawing on the, the, the fucking base set, like the first edition Pokemon cards, the holographic oh, Alakazam. She drawing, on the, she drawing on your Charizard, bro? Drew, not the Charizard. Not the playground special card, <laughs> she yeah, all the fucking the 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 three mm-hmm, mm-hmm. chances, the Alakazam. Uh, luckily, I the newer, nicer cards I had the time, the movie edition Dark Cry, the special edition Arceus. We, we we put that under the bed. But I would have been a bigger Yu-Gi-Oh guy too, but I think she took my blade edge. How she know she don't know nothing about these games, so how she taking all the good ones. <laughs> Dude, that was like one of the core core fusions, right? Blade Edge from Elemental Heroes. Uh, that's not fusion. No, that's Wild Edge. I'm thinking about. Yeah, yeah. Which is worse than Blade Edge because you you fuse it with the Wild Heart, so it gives 22 attack instead of 2600 with the regular Blade Edge. Right, right. But Blade Edge is Elemental Hero card. Yeah, yeah. You just tribute two, and now you fucking up shit, doing piercing damage to all these little little bitch ass tuners that they have waiting there. (laughs) Tired of it. Yeah, I can't wait to get back into Yu-Gi-Oh and just get mad at it all the time. Yeah. Have you been playing Master Duel at all? No, I haven't gotten around to playing it yet. Me neither. I made a team on Showdown for Gen 8 because I want to get back into that. 
but I haven't even tested it yet. I will never be playing Pokemon competitively again. Say again. I will never be playing Pokemon competitively again. Why not? It's fun. Uh, you know what? There was actually earlier this year. What was it? I uh, signed up for a tournament for a Pokemon Showdown tournament, and like the winner would get a would get a copy of Pokemon Scarlet and or Violet. So it was a tag team tournament, and I I asked my sister, "Do you want to do this with me?" And uh, we signed up or whatever. Uh, it fell through. I don't know why. I, I guess some people. I guess not all giveaways on the internet are legit. Unlucky. <laughs> Did y'all win? No, no, no. We didn't get. We didn't even start a tournament at all. Oh. Uh, I don't know what happened. I think it was just some. There wasn't enough people or something. I don't know. Yeah. I won a tournament randomly in OU as like a no name player back in the day because you know we used to play all the time, right? So yeah, yeah. Even though no one's ever heard of me on the scene, I was out there getting it right. And I pull up with this, like, sand offense team with a mega guard chomp on it. And, dude, you don't know how many people. They send in their counter. I mega evolve. And they're like, what the fuck? Who uses mega guard chomp? You know what I'm saying, bro? It's like you, like, mega guard chomp fire blast their scorm because it's got, like, 150 special attack or something crazy like that. Mm -hmm. So it's like their scorm just gets one shot by a guard chomp. And they're, like, they're just looking at their counter with 1% health. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or I, like, Draco Meteor or something on the switch out. That's like a like I Draco beat her to Lando. That was a classic play, bro. Mm-hmm. They're like, ooh, it's like guard time. I got a Lando. He can't even touch me. Eighty percent from Draco. Good stuff, man. Or like they send out a Clef. I mean a Chansey, like a a, a, Fide- a Fizz Death Chansey, mm-hmm. and they actually get two hit KO by Earthquake in the Sand because the Sand Force, which is a pretty like niche ability, but works really really well against all. Hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Then, of course, we had the Excadrill. I had a sub called my Caldeo. Back when Baton Pass was legal. Minus it's the illegal move. now? Yeah, Baton Pass has been illegal for a while in OU. It's hmm. a severely overpowered strategy. Severely. I mean, think about it, bro. You just have an invincible Pokemon. The, the big issue is the evasion. Evasion as a thing in Pokemon is just hugely overpowered. I don't know. It's sort of when people complain about like a, a seven to three football game. It's like that's part of the game, yo. Let me, <laughs> let me get my right shoe six double teams right quick. Oh, it's part of the no. game. <laughs> See, they these people running optimized teams, bro. So it's like a stall Umbreon with acid armor, baton pass into a Shedinja with protect, and then they get the speed. You know what I'm trying to say? They just do it all in order. Yeah, yeah. And you're it's just like um you know how you lose some games on pre on team preview? Yeah, with baton pass teams, it was way, way too common. The, the I remember the most thing that was the most annoying, like a baton pass stuff, was the ninjask yeah. into into one of my five sweepers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just speed boost one time, substitute as you switch baton pass to the sweeper, and now it's just like abandoned. D- Diggersby or something with 1.5 times speed, <laughs> just hit you with a uh, with with neutral attacks, or it's like they nasty plot and then pass to like a Gengar with a specs, <laughs> like they, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But I'm not gonna act like I didn't do it too. But not with Ninjas, but with just other stuff into Kingdra. Dude, Kingdra is a coded mine. Yeah. Gengar is one of my favorites. Kingdra, Porygon Zed. Gotta love him. Yeah. Uh, what always annoy me? Fuck everybody who use Eviolite. And with that, we're moving <laughs> on. We're moving on. 
I want to do one of my one of my Steve Harvey, one of my Kings of Comedy type type bits right here. All right, let's get it. All right, let me tell y'all folks at home, it's totally different when you're trying to murder a black person versus a white person. Now stay with me. Now you try to murder some black people, you gotta come prepared because every I was at the Popeyes the other day. I was in line, about fifteen people in line. And we hear a, a car backfire. Everybody just just jump, reaching for something in their pocket, ducking down. They were ready, you know. <laughs> white people, when they hear you got you got the all white Burger King um, in Lafayette, car backfires. Like, oh, that's an odd sounding bird. It must be migration season. Who, what, who could that be? <laughs> Why is this actually funny? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like you got to come prepared. So. That's why I always, when I go into black neighborhoods, it's not even a racial thing. You got to keep a gun on you at all times because you say something real quick, things could escalate. You say, you say, hey, what about them? What about them shoes? Some very neutral is asking about them shoes and it's like they ready. You say, what about them shoes to a guy? We have like white friends like this. Newell, for example, I say, what about them shoes? I say, yeah, these, these are the new Nike runners that I got there. I got them all half off and 30% down at the, you know, the shoe department, the shoe department or whatever. Uh, he give me coupon codes. He give me all stuff. He going the extra mile for me. He got the <laughs> shit in my car already. Said, you know, what? I'll do it with my credit card right now, and then you could just cash up half of it back anyway because this is good for my credit. Honestly, and look at him. <laughs> look at him. A black person would never do some shit like that. Oh my lord, bro! You gotta love anti-black comedy from black comedians, dude. It never, it never fails, dude. I think Chris Rock kind of won that competition with the whole. Black people versus niggas joke. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be no better racist joke than that, bro. He said they're a whole different. Sounds like breed. a challenge. Sounds like a challenge. <laughs> next week, I'm com- coming with the heat. Next week, dude. Speaking, speaking about. Uh, I ain't finished my joke yet, though. I ain't finished oh, my, oh, bit. Oh, my bad. My I bad. My oh, bit. Finish the bit. Finish the bit. Go ahead. Nah, you can go ahead. I lost my momentum. Oh, my fault, man. <laughs> but speaking about Burger King. Now I feel extra bad because I'm about to say something stupid and worthless. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, speaking about Burger King, bro, have you ever thought, I mean, realized, I mean, surely you have, but I hadn't. Like, dude, if you get one shake from Burger King, that's like 700 calories. Yeah. One, like, Oreo shake, bro. Yeah. You get the chocolate Oreo shake, now we're talking the, 750, 800. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's on top of the regular meal of, like, 1K. Easy. Like yikes, bro! I don't even. How is this supposed to work? How is society supposed to like be like a healthy ass? Everyone's in shape. We don't have like a forty percent obesity rate. Like, how can you like be have Michelle Obamas in the world yeah. and have Burger Kings at the same time, dude? How can we possibly expect healthy food to win against food that is made to be addictive and costs way less and is way more convenient? You have someone handed to you within three minutes of you paying for it. It costs less than healthy food, and it tastes better for most people. Yeah. I was in Lafayette. I was in Burger King once. I got just the shake. Because I knew I knew it was like 900 calories for the chocolate. Like, well, let's shit. eat my meal, you know? Yeah, like just, I'm going to eat one thing, then I'm going to go home, <laughs> and that's it. But uh, while I was waiting, it was taking a little while to make it. There was this, like, this 65-year-old uh, white guy. He looked like, even though he didn't have it on, he looked like he had a Confederate bandana on, uh, with with, with those like <laughs> athletic shades, just ready to fucking shoot some deer. Oh my lord! Uh, but he did have like I I like I panic. I had that flight or fight fu- that flight, fight or, or flight. Yeah, I had that reaction 
because he had like a gun just on his hip, like it's the Wild West. Just, <laughs> just, just, just like what the is he about to rob this place? It was like that was, such, that was like the first time I ever dealt with somebody open carry? like a ca- yeah a casual open carry guy. And to think that you were terrorizing the NPCs on GTA the same way. Mm-hmm. I'm a peaceful GTA player. All I oh, do. Don't tell me you're one of those guys that stops at the red lights on GTA. I don't do that. That's way. That, those are freaks. Yeah, that's <laughs> freak shit. I'm if if I'm having like if you do that, you probably also like fingers in your butt or something. Like that's freak behavior. That's not. Hey. Hey. No kink shaming. Hey, no kink shaming. That is a rule of the podcast. My. But we can shame everyone else. We could be racist. No kink no shaming. Kink shaming. Kinks are sacred. Uh, what was I about to say? Oh, if I'm interviewing someone, like if I was ever in that position, I'd be like, okay, do you play Grand Theft Auto? Yeah, of course. Tell me some of your behaviors. And then since it's such an out of the out of left field question, they'll actually tell me. And if you stopping at red lights and shit, it's like I might I might <laughs> put some in in a report to make sure you never get hired anywhere else. <laughs> Put that on your permanent record, bro. Like the middle school teacher used yeah. to tell us about. I'm right. I'm writing you up like I'm Miss. Oh, I'm, I'm about to say somebody named. Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't even know. Watch the docs. Watch the docs. That's gonna be. I, mean, I don't care. Bro. I don't care about docs. Like some fucking t- teacher that's probably dead. That's the new operative phrase, old dude. You gotta watch the docs. Okay? Yeah, watch the docs. Dudes, but speaking back on the, the, the just the addiction and deliciousness, because I love fast food, bro. Even though I'm a healthy kid and I do smoke broccoli on a regular basis. Yeah. I love fast food. It's something emblematic of just the struggle of how good it tastes, bro. You get you some fries. You get you a shake. You get you a burger. And it's like you are a mouse with the cookies and the milk, bro. And you got sprinkles. Because it's like you eat a fry. It's like, mm, that was kind of salty. I think I want something sweet now. You get a hit of the shake. You get a little hit of the shake. Yeah. Next thing you know, I think I need a little umami on that. Let me let me have a little, little bite of burger. Mm, you know what complement this burger perfectly? Nice hit of fries. Hit a little hit of fries. Next thing you know, you want some shake. Yeah. And it's just like you do this five times and now you've just consumed 2,000 calories. <laughs> you get me? Mm-hmm. Whew, but man, is it worth it? I mean, the, I think the problem with it is is that it's all set up to be one serving. If you do, if you like divide, <laughs> if you had it to be like a fourth of what everything is, it was fine. But no, your well, mom no would want it at that point. It wouldn't be enough. I feel like some Danish or Swedish scientists, some some white culture I don't understand. They would they produce a scientist that would do this type of thing. Yeah, it, it, it is like this in a lot of European countries. Even the McDonald's there, so it's an American country. I, I mean, company obviously, but they serve much smaller portions in other places. Much smaller. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to go to Japan. Give me a give me an octahed. Octopus head burger. <laughs> yeah, dude. Crazy. Uh, you have like a favorite fast food place. In terms of like, if we're talking purely artistry content, um, if we if we're talking burgers, I like rallies more than everyone else. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to compare. I just have to go at rallies, even though they really only have one thing. Yeah. But their their burgers are, are pretty much. I haven't had one in years. They have one right by my job. So I'm going to take you up on that, bro. I'm going to try one. Yeah. I do mess with the, the rally shakes. And, you know, obviously their fries are like goaded. Yes, truly. Truly. I think Chick-fil-A and rallies have two of the best, most quality fries. Mainly for the fact that they're just like different. 
And then McDonald's fries, we do got to always give the honorable mention to the not cold McDonald's fries. Because a cold McDonald's fry is just an insult. Yeah. It's literally flaccid. It's a, something that an animal wouldn't even eat. It wouldn't register <laughs> as food to them. Yeah. <laughs> Without the heat and the, the warmth of the salt to like assault her taste buds into liking it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just like some super engineered potato that is meant I'm to out here eating eat. igneous rocks. Ooh. <laughs> Something like that. It's yeah. funny having like, like when I first my sister first got like the our cat tuna. Uh, we it obviously we named it tuna because it liked eating tuna. We had to buy cat food the longest time because it had a pantry full of tuna. So she would just eat food that we would eat. She would eat raw chicken because we ate raw chicken as well. <laughs> uh, stuff like that. I like my chicken meat and rare person. I'm 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 a natural type of bloke. I, I have a caveman diet. <laughs> which, which means do eating stuff that the caveman wouldn't do. Dude, you reminded me of Mr. Squeeze, and I'll tell you about that guy. Uh, oh, I was just going to say that it's just, like, funny to see the cat, like, progress into becoming more and more sophisticated. So we start buying it cat food. We start buying it wet cat food. And now I remember just going back one day, trying to give it a little piece of raw chicken, trying to be nice to the cat. And it's like, I don't want that shit. <laughs> give, me, give me my fancy feast. Dang. It Even cats become high lifestyle. Batting it around as if it was a toy. It's and I don't think it was like it being uppity. It was just like it doesn't it's not food anymore. Conditioned it to not think that's food anymore. 